Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Brother Joseph. Hey, Shannon. I'm sorry I'm running late, and then I was getting into your voicemail. Are you ready to roll? Oh, ready to roll. Okay. My friend, how are you feeling, first off? All right. They put two stents in my heart, and I need another one, so I'm waiting on an appointment. Okay. Well, we know how to pray, and we'll pray tonight. I'm glad to be back with you, my friend. Folks, welcome back. Amen. Uh, we're continuing a marathon tonight. We've got Evangelist Joseph Ferrara live with us from Port St. Lucie, Florida. And you can't keep a good man down. You heard what Brother Joseph just said. And uh, I'm asking everybody out there to lift him up in prayer tonight. And then he's going to bring the word. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for Brother Joseph. Lord, you hold his and my heartbeat. And we continue until you return or you call Solomon. I'm asking, Lord, for many more years, for both Brother Joseph, myself, and others out there, that we can continue to do your work until you come. Touch him, Lord. Loose your ministering angels to him right now. Strengthen him. 
and let the blood flow to his heart, God. Remove the blockage in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's not too hard for you, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Bless him tonight as he brings the word. Amen. My brother. Thank you. Amen. I love and appreciate you. And um, I want to tell you, uh, I always enjoy you coming on because you preach the gospel. And that is rare today, I'm sad to say. Um, oh. And many churches, I don't know what they preach it, if they preach at all. A lot of them just have 45 minutes worth of Hillsong music. They might not even read much of the word if they read it at all. And you go there the same as you came. We're, we're not supposed to uh, go to church and remain the same. We, we should be changed by the reading and hearing Amen. of God's word. Have our minds renewed. Uh, and with that, I'm going to turn the word over to you because um, the word of God is precious in this time. And I appreciate you coming on and serving up some fresh bread of the word of God. Over to you, my friend. Thank you, Shannon, very much. It's uh, good to be back. And uh, looking forward to great things today that God's going to do. We stand in the gap today for humanity is lost. And all of you that are lost, uh, that means that you're spiritually lost. And uh, you need a Savior. That's what you need. And uh, Jesus is the only one that is the Savior. And he's the only one that can help you uh, to get out of where you are. Because if you are not saved, you're in the spirit of darkness. That's what the Word of God teaches. And we, in, we uh, receive the Word of God as God's mind, and that's the way God thinks, and that's what he says. And if he said it, he's going to do it. So... Today I have a message for all those that do not know Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord. And uh, I want to thank everybody for your prayers for me. I really appreciate the prayers. And uh, they work. God answers prayer. Prayer is very powerful, and God answers prayer. So thank you very much, saints, and all that prayed for me. And uh, I pray today for the widows and the orphans, as we always uh, tell the Lord that our prayer request is for them, that he would rain down and uh, rain down the Holy Spirit upon them and send laborers in the vineyard to support them and help them uh, because they are close to God's heart. Uh, the widows and the orphans. And we pray for uh, Omega Man Radio, Shannon Davis and his uh, family. We pray for them that, Lord, that you will bless them and uh, meet all their needs according to your riches and glory in Jesus Christ. And, Lord, all support uh, that they need uh, to go on in the ministry that you will provide for them, Lord, as we do your work. Lord, we can do nothing without you, Lord, and we believe that we're in your perfect will today, uh, working together, partnering uh, to do the work of of, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the only way 
to get out of darkness. And this is what God told Paul. God told Paul, uh, he gave him those words uh, to get people out of darkness and to bring them to repentance and bring them to the glorious light. So others went before us, and when we go, others will continue to preach the kingdom of God, and that's where you need to be. You are in the kingdoms of this world, but you need to come into God's kingdom. And uh, that's what we preach today. And we're going to make an invitation for you to come. As you hear the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then God blesses you with faith and grace so that you can be saved. You need to be saved. You don't need to be lost anymore. And if you don't have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, the Word of God teaches that your soul is lost. And your soul is in you, and you will live for eternity. So we go today to John chapter 10. In Jesus' name, we say all these prayers And we lift up Jesus Christ today. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And uh, that is the power of the Father that draws through the Holy Spirit people to the cross. It's the cross that we preach. That was the work that God chose uh, to bring man out of darkness. The cross is where Jesus broke the bondage of sin, that we don't have to have sin dominion over our lives anymore. He defeated Satan and all his works and the powers of darkness, and he broke the bondage of sin, that we don't have to be under that sin anymore in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit now on everyone that's listening, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the anointing on me, and power on the satellite that shoots down this message all over the world. I pray that God touches it today by his power. And we preach the word today, not only the word, but with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit what God wants to do, and we do uh, know that this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and he's moving all over the face of the earth. And at this time, I believe you can ask for healing uh, and deliverance of what you're in bondage to and captive to. This is the power of the gospel that breaks the yokes that people are under, the bondage by the power of the Spirit as the word is preached. So today, if you're afflicted, you're hurting, you've got a broken heart, you're in bondage, I believe if you call on the Lord in this hour, as the Holy Spirit is moving, you can be set free. As we uh, agree with you, the prayer of agreement, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, he comes to set you free. He comes to set the captive free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. 
I'm in John chapter 10, and I'm in verse 1, and it says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Well, the devil is a thief and uh, a robber, and all false teachers, all false teachers that Jesus warned about. You know, in Matthew chapter 24, the disciples said to Jesus, you know, what shall be the sign of your coming? What shall be the end? And Jesus said, the uh, world is not going to end. The age will end. But one of let no man deceive you. That's the spirit that's on the face of the earth. Deceivement. And the devil is a deceiver, and he uses false prophets. He uses false teachers. He uses false Christs. And uh, this will uh, get worse as time goes on. That's what the Word of God teaches. And there's only one Jesus, but many disciples. We have Jesus in us doing the work of the kingdom. That is the way God chose to do it. That's why he built his church, and he will add to the church as we go out and as we preach the word. But he that entereth by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the border openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he put it forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee for him. They know not the voice of strangers. So he leadeth them out. Verse 3, John 10. That's what God wants to do today to you. He wants to lead you out of the kingdom of darkness. And you have to understand that. That's where you are positionally. If you don't have Jesus Christ, if you're not born again, like God told Nicodemus, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God, then you're lost. You're in darkness. And uh, we know that uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, teaches that. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, teaches that, that mankind is in the kingdom of darkness. That is the kingdom that Satan has, and uh, he copies a lot of what Jesus does. And uh, there is a kingdom and uh, of darkness, and that's where he reigns. And uh, we're born with sin. That's why we're sinners. And the Bible teaches that it says in verse 13 of Colossians 1, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay? 
that's where you want to go. You don't want to stay in the kingdom of darkness. You want to go into the kingdom of light or the kingdom of heaven. So that's uh, what the Lord wants to do for you today if you accept his call. Uh, If you accept my bidding as I preach the word to you, and uh, he puts forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And uh, that's what we do. We follow him. He leads. He guides. We follow him. A stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. You see, those are the false teachers. There is no witness in the believer's heart for false teachers. You have received an anointing as a believer. I'm talking to believers now that are born again. You have received an anointing that no man deceive you. It's in you. It's in your spirit. And uh, you have Jesus inside. You have the Father and the Holy Ghost in you. And uh, there's discernment in the Holy Spirit that no man deceive you. You have an anointing, and you don't listen to what's not right. Deceivers, this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. And... uh, Jesus was feeding his disciples many, many, many teachings. They were young teenagers and uh, young Christians and uh, had a time that they had to digest all this and get understanding that takes years. We grow line upon line, precept upon precept, And we get it when we get revelation. God gives us revelation. He gives us understanding. He gives us light. And we continue to walk in the light that he gives us. And uh, Jesus uh, said unto them again, Truly, truly, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Well, the door is open. Someday it's going to be shut. But right now, the door is open for you to come to Jesus. And he says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. The sheep did not hear them. Robbers, thieves, they want to destroy people. And that's what they did. If you read... uh, Uh, The book of Matthew, chapter 23, you see how Jesus dealt with the false leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and how they destroyed people and made disciples of hell and stopped people from coming in to get saved. Jesus had harsh words for them. Woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. And if they didn't repent, then they were lost. And they would suffer much for eternity for what they did to people. They misguided people. And uh, uh, verse 9, Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. 
and shall go in and out and find pasture, because he is the good shepherd. And uh, God leads us into green pasture. And many of the people, when Jesus was teaching this, remember this from Psalm 23. They remember the good shepherd in Psalm 23 that David spoke about. So he is the door. And you cannot be saved by any other power or any other person or any other false god. I want to make that very plain to you today. I know that maybe many of you are... uh, Worshipping false gods. But according to God, the true God, they're, they're, they're not, they don't have no power. The Bible says they can't hear. They can't see. They're deaf. And uh, they, don't have, they don't have intelligence. They don't have a mind. They're, they're not alive. They're just idols. People make idols of false teaching, of false gods. And that's what Satan does, because he's a deceiver. And he tries to blind people by the things of this world. That's one of his ways. The riches of this world, the temptations of this world. You remember the teaching in Matthew uh how Jesus uh, stood ground against the devil when he tried to deceive him and tried to conquer him. But Jesus conquered the devil and everything that he came at him with because he said, it is written. Listen, there's power in the word. There's power in God's word. There's power in the Holy Spirit. And we have to take a stand for what we believe. That's what the Bible teaches in Ephesians 6. When you've done all to stand, stand. And that's what we do. We stand in Jesus. We are in Jesus. We are in a strong foundation. We put our armor on and we have the truth. And we know the truth. And the truth, when we believe it and we understand it, sets us free. And we're screwed on to the right bolt, one preacher said. And uh, that's where where we stand. Ephesians 6, Christians. And uh, the thief, he said, The thief come not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. John 10.10. 10. That's what he comes to do. And if you don't have Jesus, then you're being destroyed. He's stealing from you. He wants to take your soul and destroy you for eternity. Let me tell you something. This is a very serious thing. There is nothing more serious than what I'm telling you right now. Because your soul is in the balance. If you don't have the Christ, you're lost. You're lost. And you will go to that place for all eternity. And it's a place that is full of torment every second of the day. According to the man in the Bible that went there and uh, spoke about it. And uh, it's a terrible, the worst place 
that any person would want to be. And today, a lot of people don't even believe that there's a hell. They don't even believe it. They don't even believe it. But we have to tell the truth. And Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. Because he didn't want people to go there. He warned people. He knows people. He knows how humans think. And some people need that. They need to be warned. They need to... to, uh, Some people come by fear because of the fear of being there for all eternity. And they come to Christ, but then they, they fall in love with Jesus. They fall in love with Jesus. I hope you understand what I'm saying today about this horrible place. It is a horrible place. There's millions and millions of people uh, on the face of the earth. And uh, a lot of them will go there because they did not believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Because they loved their sin more than they loved God. They didn't want the light. They didn't want to be convicted. They didn't want to be reproved. And they're in denial. They're in denial. You know, you're going to have to face the truth. People will be there and they will not be able to deny it anymore when they go there. It is the most horrible place. Do you think that God wanted people to go there? Why he sent his son Jesus to die such a horrible death to save them? Do you see the love of God, how he didn't want one to perish? And he let his son be put into the hands of sinners, and they would spit on him and mock him and curse him and beat him and nail him to a wooden tree. Do you think God loves humanity? Because everything gets blamed on God. People blame everything on God. But you see, my friend, we God made us responsible. God didn't make junk when he made the human race. He made us responsible people. He made us out of the dust of the earth. He breathed into us and gave us a living soul. And we are very intelligent. We are very smart especially when we're born again of the Spirit of God. We have God inside of us, directing our lives, helping us every way. You know how much he cares for you? Let me tell you, people need care. There will come a time in your life where you will need care and somebody to care for you. The Bible says, at the writer wrote, no one cares for my soul. Well, I want to tell you, there's someone that cares for you today, and he does not want you to be lost. He paid for it all, and it's up to you to receive it as a responsible human being, that this is the truth. Many mock it. Many say, well, Jesus said he was coming back. Where is he? They've said that for years. 
Well, if he said it, it's going to happen. It might not happen in the minds of men in the time that they want it, but he's going to come back to this earth, and he's going to take his church out of here when it's time. Everything is done in his time. And that's why he's a long-suffering God. Long-suffering that no man perish. No, not one. God's mercy is for you today. God is full of compassion for you today. Because he has come to give you life. And that that life is more abundant. He wants you to have abundant life. The life of God inside your being. The writer said, it's no longer I that live, but Jesus Christ that lives in me. Because I've died. We all died on the cross with Jesus. And those that came to him were resurrected. They have the resurrected power in their life. The resurrected experience of the resurrection that Jesus had when he rose again from the dead. Every Christian has that. When he rose from the dead, we rose from the dead. And death can't keep our body down. Because when you pass, you're going to be translated into the presence of God in paradise. That's right. That's right. To be uh, present with the Lord. So he goes on to say, I am the good shepherd, verse 11. And the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And we just spoke about that. How he gave his life for everybody in the human race. Today, God wants to translate you. And when Jesus was on the face of the earth, what did he do? He preached. He preached the word. And uh, he had great compassion for people. I'm in Matthew chapter 9 now. Matthew chapter 9. I'm in verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. You know what that means? Pity. He had pity. He had God's pity. He had God's mercy for people. He didn't come to condemn, it says in John chapter 3. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. Jesus came to save it, not condemn it. Man condemns himself by the things that he does. But God doesn't want people condemned. He wants them saved. And the only way to be saved is through Jesus and to come to his kingdom. And that's what he preached in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. 
There's many people out there today that are just beat up by life, weary, weary of life. They've tasted of death, things that would kill them. They've tasted it, but they haven't tasted the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And Jesus, he said, then saith he to his disciples. His plan was to make disciples because he had a plan to move on. And he wanted the church here on the earth, just like you and I today and everybody that hears us Christians that go to a church, go to a body and uh, worship together and hear the word and uh, help one another and help the lost and uh, help the hungry and all people that have needs. And he said, the harvest truly is plentiness, but the laborers are few. So God is looking for laborers. God is looking for laborers. If you want to work with God, God will uh, put you to work. When you get saved and born again, he'll equip you and he'll put you to work. And that's a good place to be because God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. It's impossible to please God without faith. Faith. God is pleased with faith. So God is looking for laborers. And he says to pray, ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. So after you get saved today, God will put you to work. He'll guide and lead you and bring you into the people he wants you to be with the pastor or the apostle that will help you grow in the things of God and that you will go on to be a a disciple of Jesus Christ. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In chapter 10 of Matthew, chapter 10 of Matthew, what what did they preach? What did Jesus preach when he went out When he went out to the harvest. So you see here his army. Jesus has an army of 12 disciples. Verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, that's power, brother. Let me tell you something. And he gave us power in his name, in my name. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labias whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils or demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stabs, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter inquire, who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into the house, salute it, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Truly I say unto you, it is more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Jesus spoke about that judgment, and uh, he said that uh, he did signs and wonders, and uh, it would be more tolerable for those places that he did miracles, signs, and wonders than for Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, that's when he gave the invitation. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. So, Jesus, this is what he preached. He taught about the kingdom. And he taught that to his disciples. And when they were ready, he gave them power. And this is how the good shepherd works. He works through his people. He works through his church. We are his church. And uh, he is the good shepherd. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. I want you to see something today that is really a foundation for a shepherd. It's in Numbers chapter 27 verse 15 Moses chapter 27 verse 15 and Moses spake unto the Lord saying let the Lord the God of the spirits of all flesh set a man over the congregation which may go out before them which may go in before them which may lead them out and which may bring them in that the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep which have no shepherd. I'm in Numbers 27, verse 17. You see, not as sheep that have no shepherd. So when you come to Jesus Christ, you have the good shepherd. That's one of his names. And he will lead you out. He will lead you out of darkness, and he will care for you just like you would see a real shepherd on the earth take care of a sheep. 
and they give their whole life for sheep. They give their whole life for the sheep. They take them up into the mountains. They take them into green pastures. They take them into valleys. They take them into still waters, and they they love them, and uh, they lay their life down for them. And that's the way you would see. And when they escape and when they wander from the 99, then he goes out and finds the lost sheep. Some of you might have belonged to Jesus today and you hear his voice through his word and you have wandered from the Lord and uh, you're not right with God. What you're doing is not right with God and uh, the Lord wants you to come to him today and uh, make things right with him and come back into the fold where you belong. There's no rest to where you are and uh, there's no peace, and you're out of the will of God, and uh, the Lord wants you to come to him because he's the good shepherd, and he cares for you. Some of them are in it just for money. They call it hirelings. They just take care of the sheep. They don't own them. They don't care about them. They don't love them. They just do it for money, for a salary. And But a true shepherd, a true shepherd loves the sheep. And we are objects of God's love. And uh, it goes on to say in verse 18 of Numbers 27, And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, lay thy hand upon him. And set him before Eliezer, the priest, before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. A charge. A charge that's coming from God, even though man is being used, it comes from God. Now shall put some of thy honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. He shall stand before Eliezer the priest, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment. Counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out, and at his word shall they come in, both he and all the children of Israel, with him even all the congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua, set him before Eliezer the priest, before all the congregation, and he laid his hands upon him, and gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. So he transferred anointing and authority to him, and honor before the people, and he was a shepherd. A shepherd, he brought them in to the promised land. Moses brought them that far. Joshua brought them in. He was a warrior. He was a true warrior, Joshua. And he did what God told him to do. If you read the book of Joshua. So, are you ready to make the step today? You've heard... Jesus talking to you, 
You've heard him talk through his word that he's the door. You've heard him talk that he doesn't want you to be deceived by any false god. And if you are worshiping a false god, he wants you to come out of that. Because it's not true. It's not true. They're evil spirits. They're evil spirits that take over teachings, take over supposedly men and women, and they worship these idols, but they have no power and they have no understanding and they have no life and they don't care about you when you pray. You see that in the book of Elijah, the book and what Elijah did when he defeated the false prophets. You see that. They were ripping their skin apart. They were tormented because the gods would not answer them when they prayed. And Elijah defeated the false prophets. It was a terrible sight. And uh, it was terrible leadership in that day of what they were doing uh, to the people. But God used Elijah that was zealous for Israel and brought them out of backsliding. And uh, today, there might be some of you that are backsliding also, going into things, but God will show you what's right and what's wrong and what you need and what you don't need. He is the good shepherd, and he lays his life down for the sheep. Remember, he's the only true shepherd. He's the only one that cares for you. He has compassion on you today. He has mercy and he has power to deliver you as you're in the kingdom of darkness. That is the word today. That is the title of this message. He wants to bring you out. He wants to bring you out like a shepherd brings out a lost sheep out of the thicket that he got caught in as it wanders. The Bible says that we're like sheep that have gone astray. In Isaiah 53, we went our own way, but now he's calling back. He's calling back and he's saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you my rest. My rest. To be in God, to be in the hands of God, to know God, to have a relationship with the living God, just not to know about God, just not to do religious things, but to do things with him and uh, his will and him calling you to do them as you serve him, serve the living God. He will empower you with power to do great things with him. Great things. The Bible says that those that know their God shall do great exploits. Great exploits. Those that know their God. So now I give the call. You need to be saved. If you are not in the kingdom, you need to come into God's kingdom. 
Jesus is the king of the kingdom. And it's a spiritual kingdom that comes into your heart. And you have God in you. And you are a house of worship to God. And you are will become a, a priest unto God. And you will be royal. Royal unto God. A royal priesthood. And he will live inside you. And you will be the temple of the Holy Ghost. The temple of the Holy Ghost. God will live inside you. That is the true, the true translation from darkness into light. And you will be a worshiper. You will worship the living God. And you will know his presence. You will know his presence like Moses knew his presence. The same God that was with Moses that I just read about in the book of Numbers, all the way back in the Old Testament, is the same God today. And you will know him and know his presence. You will know how great he is. And as you stay close to him and as you work with him and be obedient, he will do great things. His name is wonderful. He's wonderful. I speak by experience, not only by knowledge, but by experience. He is wonderful, and he truly, truly loves you. He truly, truly cares about you and what happens to you and what you're going through right now. He truly, truly loves you. And he wants you to come. To come and get saved. The saving of your soul. Only he can do that. Only he can bring you out of the darkness and the kingdom of darkness by his power. You have to make the choice. You have to make it with your will. God gave you a will, and he wants you to make your decision for him right now and ask him to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. And you will be translated into the kingdom of God. I'm going to say a prayer right now. Just say the prayer with me and remember that you're praying to the living God. Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I believe today that you are the good shepherd, Jesus. I believe you laid your life down for me and you went to Calvary and you rose again from the dead. I believe that. And I come to you right now as a lost sinner and I ask for your forgiveness of every sin I committed. I ask that you wash me clean right now by your precious blood. I believe that you died and rose again from the dead. And right now I stand before you 
and I confess before you that you are my Lord and Savior. I confess it with my mouth, and I believe it in my heart. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and be my Lord and be my Savior. Man shall be saved with his confession, his belief, and with his mouth in his heart is where man believes in his heart. If you've said that prayer and you've committed your life to Jesus Christ and you're born again of the Spirit, the Spirit has come into you, you are born again, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and when you pray, ask God to guide you and lead you to a full gospel church so you can go to church with the other Christians and you can hear the Word of God and that you can grow and God will give you a pastor that will care for you. He will care for your soul and he will do the work of a shepherd in your life. And maybe someday you'll be a shepherd. Maybe someday God will shine upon you and show him, show you his goodness, and you would transfer that to someone else as you love them through Jesus Christ and bring them to the Lord. This is the greatest message that the earth knows. This is the epitome of life. This is the bottom line of life. This is the greatest decision that you will ever make today as you've given your life to Jesus. It's been a blessing and a great responsibility for me to be on the air today. And I do not take it lightly. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. And that's why I love you and that's why I care about you because I'm in the service of the King. King Jesus, I serve him. He's my master and Lord. And uh, we love him. We love him and my wife that helps me. We love him, Joanne, and I've been with my brother, Pastor Shannon, for a while, and we're friends in the Lord, brothers in the Lord, and uh, it's a blessing to be with you today. Remember the title of the message, God Wants to Bring You Out. Have a blessed Christianity. Amen. Amen. My brother, what a powerful message. Praise the Lord. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. God bless you, Brother Joseph. Thank you, Shannon. Have a Love great you, weekend. brother. Love you, too. Folks, continue to pray for Brother Joseph and for his full recovery. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is go ahead and uh, set up for our next show. we got Lou Young coming up next. Pastor Lou. And we'll have open lines after the message. Stand by. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please enter. To start your show now, press... Here we go. 
Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Okay, we've got blog Lock talk set up. Radio. If you're on Mixing Arts, get ready to reset. I'm going to save this. We'll be right back. <laughs> 